them are more than pals Our show can be a little gay But if you're not, that's okay You can listen and have fun either way Xena, Star Wars, Doctor Who Guests and music and reviews Game of Thrones, Winona too she promised there's something for you She nerds out We're girls that like girls That like dirty things Hello and welcome to the She Nerds Out podcast. I'm Kat. I'm Wendy. And I'm Tara. On today's episode, we're going to talk about what we're watching. Uh, we're going to have a great interview with one of the creators of the Xena Warrior musical. But first, we have some listener mail. Mail? Mail call. This is from Tina, whose last name I will not attempt to pronounce because she told us how to say it and I can't do it. So here's <laughs> it goes as follows. Hi, guys. Okay, first of all, Philadelphia is a movie I cry to, and we all need a good cry sometimes, and you feel better afterwards. I concur. You need the depressing movies as well as the comedies. That was my interjection there. She continues, thank you for the compliments about my voice and accent. You all have amazing voices, too. Woohoo! After oh, Corona you. is done you, harassing Tina. the world, you are more than welcome to come to Sweden. And hey, we all speak English, so you'll be fine. I would love to go to Sweden. I would definitely uh, do that. Yeah. 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 Uh, I love the interview with Kat Burrell. She sounds so nice. Unfortunately, Swedish Netflix doesn't have the third season of Winona yet. That's sad. So my movie recommendation may not be available for you, but it's a Spanish movie called Elisa y Marcela, based on a true story about two women in early 1900s Spain, and their forbidden love forces one of them to pretend to be a man. My friend is obsessed with the British comedian Sue Perkins and forced me to quarantine watch Hitman with her in different houses, of course. <laughs> it's, in, it's an absurd but pretty funny comedy about two middle-aged lady assassins who are nothing like Villanelle. They're best friends, very mediocre at their jobs, and mostly sit around in their car bickering. One of them is queer. She's played by Sue Perkins and has a crush on a hot rival lady assassin. Huh. I loved the musical episode, and just like Tara, I loved Hanson. Zach was my favorite. I never got to see them live. I'm so jealous that you got to play Zach's drums and that you have seen them so many times. Sorry for the extremely long email. You don't have to read all of it. Love, Tina, but we did read all of it. Thank you, (laughs) Tina, because we appreciate our mail. Thanks, Tina. And yeah, guys, we're going to Sweden, so. Oh, yeah. On location. Is that a business write-off? 100%. (laughs) Okay, great. (laughs) It's going to be. Keep those receipts. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I'm down for that. I, um, you know, that women hit woman movie. I like the sound of that, that they're kind of not good at it. They just hang out and they sort of <laughs> do it. And then they, sounds like one of them has a crush on the actual really cool, hot, legit assassin. That sounds pretty funny. Kind of sounds like Debs a little bit. Well, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. A little bit. They're spies. But it's sound, you know, it's the same concept. Yeah, yeah. kind of. Um, I love they, Debs because you look like the main girl in Debs. No, or you did back Not in the day. Just because. <laughs> what are you saying now that I've gotten uglier and she remains the same? No, Wendy, abort, abort. No, no, no. The hair's <laughs> your hair's a little different. She's changed her looks, but in that movie, you at that time looked like her at that time. I'm not saying right. anything negative. My Alex, I'll accept it. <laughs> I'll accept your answer. <laughs> well, thanks again, Tina. Uh, we love hearing from you. And, you know, she says that we have nice voices. I Speaking for myself, I don't think she's... Maybe there's something wrong with her 
headphones. <laughs> oh, it could be sound. Maybe she like mercifully has a, like a lower volume or something on her. Yeah, maybe. Computer. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for the email, Tina, and for the compliments <laughs> on our voices. Now we're only going to talk in sexy voices for the rest of the night. I feel like I should that make you sort of a DJ voice. Are you guys comfortable with this? I am sure. completely uncomfortable with this. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Okay. Stop. <laughs> I feel like I should say sweaty balls because it feels like that Molly Shannon uh, SNL skit. Yep. Very remnant. Alec Baldwin. Yep. <laughs> I forget the other woman, but. Oh, no. Was it Anna, Anna Gast- Gastire? Anna Gastire. That's who it, it was. It wasn't Molly Shannon. It was Anna Gastire. Was it both of them? It was both, well, of, them. It was both of them. Yeah, that's true. Truth. Good times. So I forgot there's a segment that we're going to do. Right. <laughs> Guys, we're going to <laughs> <Which laughs> is... forget. Guys, we're going to purgatory. She Nerds Out presents Live from Purgatory. Are we there yet? We're here. We got here. This just in. So uh, we re- we are recording this on Sunday the seventeenth, and the ERP panel on the Home Con 2.0 just wrapped up. And late breaking news: nothing, no information <laughs> about season four. Wow. I watched it. I listened to it. I watched it. Um, yeah, nothing really uh, about season four at all. What did they talk about? Uh, Tara, what would your character be doing during the quarantine? <laughs> Tara, what's your character's weaknesses? Oh. Tara, you know, what kind of chores around that? Like, just nothing too concrete. No, nothing specific about season four. And they probably, I mean, it's because they can't talk about it, obviously, right? Right. So, right. people are not. <laughs> people weren't act- actually able to ask them questions, right? They just spoke. So, no one could say, hey, what's happening in season four and get rejected. They just talk about whatever they decided to talk about, right? So, there was a moderator. Okay. And the moderator throughout the week or so was, I guess, had HomeCon had reached out on Twitter and said, hey, guys, send us your questions. Uh, so there was, you know, written in questions. There were some video questions from fans and they can choose whatever questions they want to use. So that's um, good. I'm OK with that way. Oh, sometimes oh, the fan questions at panels are the most awkward uh, parts. Cringe- People would still probably ask for a hug, even though it's all <laughs> online. Yeah. They'll get the hug true. question. That's true. I have There's, a hug. Like, what's the Twitter version of a hug? You know, like whatever Maybe that tweet is. Tweet me exactly. or at me. Know. No, I agree. This is that's the way to run these panels. You have to because it's it's not. It's all really uncomfortable to watch. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, even with a moderator, it's still pretty like. Ugh, this is a really dumb question. <laughs> so, great moderator. Not saying, just saying. You know, there's only so many questions you can ask without asking right. specific stuff about season four. Mm-hmm. So you got nothing. I got nothing. Nothing. Well, but not even a, oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> As you guys know, uh, this morning I had a one-on-one with Emily Andress. Ooh, and it was uh, I was freaking out to you guys because I thought I'd missed my thing. Zoom crashed today, and I, you know, I woke up to Wendy letting me know that at like six thirty in the morning. I was like, oh damn it, <laughs> good. Uh, but they kind of got it up and going again, and then. They were just behind, like Emily was like an hour and a half behind on her one one, so I was just kind of sitting there waiting. And she popped in; she was great. Five Wait, what happened before that? <laughs> I think you told us 
You really had to pee and you were scared to to leave. We gave you some sound advice. We told you just to bring the computer in there, but she refused outright. So what I compromised. So what I did was I I got Zoom on my phone and I took it into the bathroom. I put it on the counter facing up so that if she popped in. I could at least be like, I'm, co- I'm coming I'm right there. Oh my gosh. Oh boy. I'm, I had to go. Almost disappointed. <laughs> you know, I think Emily happen. would understand. I think she would give she you. She would have talked about that on that. the Twitter later, probably yeah. too. <laughs> I talked to a girl who was on the bathroom. And that's the problem. Hey, did you get any warning or were you just having to sit there and wait for it to just pop up? You had to sit there. There's no they warning. Don't, oh, really? They don't tell you like, hey, you're coming up in 10 minutes. Nope. Oh, that's <laughs> strange after you've waited up. for, especially if they're running so behind. Right. Yeah. No, I think by the time she came in to my, t- by the time I was added to her chat, it was maybe honestly like an hour and a half after the time that I was supposed to have. Wow. So yeah, I was just, I was just set up shop. I was just, okay, I'm here. Mm. <laughs> and then of course she pops in and I'm like, oh God. And <laughs> <laughs> on the audio, is my camera working? And then finally, you know, wow. we got into it and it went by really quick. Oh, I'm sure. She is like, she has a great memory. She remembered who I was. We'd met very briefly in St. Louis and she's great. We had a little talk, a little, little uh, TV talk, TV business talk. <laughs> and she's like, well, let's talk about the show. Like, what do you want to know? I said, Emily, when's it coming back? When are we going to see it? Air dates. And she said, they think they can do the first six with mm. the, their, the air dates that they had planned this summer. That's good. Yeah, I'm fine with that if they do like a and then like a little mini hiatus and then they come back for their winter yeah. episodes. <laughs> she said she said the first six kind of work as a like a, a mid season. How many are and, they doing? Do we know? They usually do about twelve. Oh yeah. six. Sounds like teen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And she said that they think based on how Calgary or you know uh, Alberta is handling the COVID, she feels confident they'll be back by the end of the summer to shoot the rest of the season. Mm, nice. That's what I can tell you. That's what I feel comfortable saying. Okay, <laughs> on yes. the podcast, I'll tell you guys all about it later. Uh, but she's uh, so great. Cool. She's very sweet. I'm just a big. She's just a nice person. Yeah, that's and cool. she's very genuine. down to earth. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm totally actually kind of like the idea of airing the six and then having a break because it always feels disappointing when you have these shortened seasons now. And you know, it starts usually like around Comic Con weekend, which is like the last week of uh July. And then by mid to late August or early September, you're done and then you right. wait a whole other year. So I'm cool if they give us a little something that we can digest that and then it comes back for Christmas time. Yeah, exactly. We should do a Christmas, another Christmas episode. Do Winona or actually? Us? No, Winona. Oh, <laughs> like I thought you they meant us too. can do another Christmas episode. That will actually be because they usually do like a Christmas in July type of thing, mm, but right. could mm. actually be at Christmas. Christmas. So there you go. That's that. Maybe well, it's a blessing job, in Kat. disguise. Thanks. Because mm-hmm. I'm ready for Winona. I, I don't. I hope they do not postpone the actual air date. I don't see why they would. I think I think it, it doesn't make sense to do that. Why? Yeah. Why? Just do and it. And it's now. got good momentum right now. You don't want to make people wait. Right. Wait a long More than two years. Yeah. Seriously. Ridiculous. So did you freak out after when you were done? I was on I was like super uh amped up. Leah's yeah. like, okay, calm down. <laughs> oh God, it was really good. And then she said that and it's having a good day. <laughs> like, so okay. you nerded out. That's she. I was like on I brand. Nerded, <laughs> nerded out <laughs> so hard. 
<laughs> Congratulations. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. God, that was so stressful. And then it was great. It worked out. Like most right. things in life, you know? Yeah. You're like, oh, no. And then it's like, oh, it's great. Yeah. yeah. You're like, oh, yeah. no, I missed it. Oh, no, I have to go to the bathroom. Oh, it's all okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it all worked out. So there you Good. go. All right. Let's, we're going to get in the truck. We're leaving purgatory. Let's go. All right. Vroom, vroom. That's a rough okay. ride. We're out here, there. Here we are. We're back. Um, I dodge a squirrel. <laughs> terrible. That's funny you say that. So <laughs> right as oh, my no. time was coming up, before uh-huh. I knew that she was behind, as my time was coming up, our internet internet crashed. <gasps> and so oh. I, thought I, I thought I'd missed it. I was like, oh, this is great. Like the two minutes that my internet was down. Turns out. <laughs> turns out uh, and all day it's been going off. Squirrels. They think it's the squirrels. What? Oh, great. Wow. So the squirrels almost cost you your interview with Emily. And I, I love squirrels. I'm yeah. Squirrel they're advocate. awesome. Can't be mad at squirrels. No. no never. They're just doing their thing. I guess. But what they do. Anyway. So, guys, what are you watching? As we have all, all this time in our hands <laughs> to catch up on stuff, find new stuff. Well, Probably too much TV. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little I'm not ashamed, but I have I finally caught up on Grey's Anatomy and all 16 seasons. Okay. Right. Uh and then I decided to go back and start over. Wow. So now I'm on the third <laughs> season again. Of my second time. And you know what? I'm enjoying it even more. Little things that I know now that I didn't know then. <laughs> like, oh, that's cool. They put how they put that together. And like, oh, that makes more sense now later. And you go back and you really get a refresher on some of the mm. things that went down this year. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> another however long it took you the first time, you're gonna run I mean, that all again, huh? So by the time the new season comes out, I'll be ready to go. You have <laughs> You think I'll it'll start have up watch again? it again. You think it'll just continue? Maybe. Yeah. Uh, you just want to live in Grey's Anatomy world. I do. I just imagine the hospital I work at is Grace Load Removal. <laughs> and you know what? It makes life more fun. <laughs> I'm sure it does. It makes the day go by a little quicker. Uh, well, I've done something similar. I'm I'm rewatching The Office again. Oh. I'm like maybe four five seasons in oh nice that's always a fun rewatch it is and it's you know it's like a it's a it's a comfort show for me and it's really funny and it's something we just i can just pop on while we're eating because i don't like to watch tv and eat if it's something i need to be paying attention to Mm -hmm. because you know i'm distracted so i'll put it on just to watch you know while i'm eating or something uh so we've you know leah's even getting sucked into it as well uh, so, but it's, it's been a lot of fun. It's just so, it's so funny. It's so fun. It's a blanket. It's a warm blanket. Yep. So I get it, Tara. I totally get yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And that the office and parks and rec do that for me too. Mm-hmm. Watch parks and rec and community. Those are my four shows. I'm now watch have watched multiple times all the way through. I feel like one of those, the, so either community parks and rec and, uh, I oh know. So those two, not Grey's Anatomy. No offense. I will then once I'm done with the office. You don't know I'll, what you're missing. <laughs> I know. Have you ever tried to watch Grey's Anatomy? No, I feel like it's a huge commitment. That's a huge commitment. It is, but one of the greatest lesbian relationships is on the show. <laughs> okay, all right. Just saying. Fair enough. It's That's in our not- demographic. <laughs> that helps. It's helping. 
Yeah. Well, speaking of community, you know, they're having a uh, live script reading of one of their season five episodes. The cast is reuniting on their YouTube channel and doing a group reading. And Donald Glover is even there. Childish Gambino. Nice. Uh, Lando. Yeah. Lando Calrissian. He, (laughs) young Lando. He is there. So it looks like a lot of fun. Childish Lando. Yeah, childish Lando. <laughs> Tara does a great childish Gambino dance. Oh boy, it's <laughs> legend! It's legend. She's got it. it down. It's just also kind of the way I dance in general. <laughs> well, true. It's <laughs> not far off from her normal <laughs> dancing style. Uh, well, speaking of Greg Daniels, who is the one who did Office and Parks and Rec, am I correct? Yeah. He also has a show out called Upload that Tara and I just finished, and I saw the previews for the show, and I thought, well, that looks dumb. Of course, I thought that about Xena too, and then look what happened. But, um, but yeah, I had a couple people that I knew talk about how good it was that they'd watched it. So I thought oh, I'll just look at the pilot just to see, and I really enjoyed it. And so then I told you two knuckleheads about it, and Tara started in on it, watched like five episodes the first night or more, oh, and yeah. uh, we finished it over the weekend. And Amazing. it was a fine little show. I really yeah. enjoyed it. Uh, oh, Robbie really? Amell, who twenty five minutes, was him, yeah, yeah they're like twenty five minutes. Uh, yeah, it's a uh, hilarious it, it reminds me a lot of eureka from mm-hmm. sci-fi if you remember that show mm. it's a lot of fun it's like quirky and kind of it has a great sense of humor about itself and mm-hmm. uh yeah and it's an interesting and intriguing story too mm-hmm. and i like how they take characters that start out like oh this is the bitchy character that's unlikable and they're like no yeah they have layers they have a little hmm. something they, they they flesh the characters out a little bit more than i was expecting and yeah, I, it's going to have a season two, so at least it's better, but the way they left it. so uh, And I think I did rather read that there's a season two coming. But it was nice. very, very, yeah, quick watch, very fun show, Amazon Prime. Definitely bingeable, like you want to know mm-hmm. what's going to happen next. <laughs> Cigarette Smoking Man shows up, Kat. What? Yeah. Really? Well, not as the Cigarette Smoking Man, but, oh, <laughs> you know, the guy. The it's X-Files. not an X-Files crossover, although there could be an X-Files episode, I guess. But Yeah, right? No, he's he shows up. Uh, so the, I watched the pilot. It's really fun. And I think I'll watch more. Uh, I love the technology mm-hmm. and then all the fun, like, you know, the, your phone, you're just kind of hold it out in front of yeah. you. Yeah. Like, oh, I love all that tech stuff. It's really I fun. love the, <laughs> it's set in the year 2033. And some, one of my favorite parts are the corporate mergers. <laughs> like I think there's, and if you pay attention closely, Panera Bread owns Facebook and Zales. <laughs> they like they own multiple things. It's like Panera Zales and Panera Facebook. That's funny. So I'm gonna keep watching to see if I And when they're an airline one, like three oh, yeah. airlines all merged it was, together. It was um jet it was like United Spirit Jet Blue or something like that. Like and they are set all hell all together. And then they show the airplane and there's like the seats, and then you see little feet hanging down, like they double stacked the seats and like like almost like uh, that soaring ride at disney like they're just little <laughs> they're sitting up in an upper row and their little feet are just hanging down it's, it's a clever show it's very clever yeah, it's very, it's very clever. funny and i think once i realized who was behind it i'm like okay yeah they know what they're doing they're funny and um yeah so i i recommend it if you're on the fence check out upload check out upload and i believe uh you and i cat have also finished watchmen what'd yeah. you think i i raved about it really good really Honestly. well done huh some of the best TV I've yep. seen in a really long time. And it leaves uh, you hanging a little, but not as much as I expect. I mean, the very last shot, you're like, oh, what? how did this go? But I don't care. Like, I just, I right. don't, 
it's fine. Either way it goes. I don't, I'm not mad that there's not a, a conclusion to that little aspect of it. The, the, sure. It was worth the ride from start to fit. The episode where she go like gets, goes into his memories was ridiculously amazing. Wendy, that hour or however, yeah, it's about an hour of TV mm-hmm. is some of the best TV I yep. think ever. Yeah. Uh, no, like a masterclass in transitions. Yep. And yes. storytelling and how they kept track of all of these different storylines and eventually they all kind of intertwine. Mm-hmm. And I'm just so impressed with it. I mean, yeah. the acting Regina King is amazing. Uh, yeah. I mean, Regina King, I can walk her. I can watch her just walk. Oh, yeah. She, <laughs> she do whatever. And she's amazing. She, Regina. King. She's just you can't I can't take my eyes off of her. And she um, they give her so much to do. Yeah. She has an obviously incredible range um, and just so many. And you said, Wendy, like you, you, when you first watched it through, you, you were like, I got to watch it again. Cause I feel like there's so much that we, you missed the first time that you can then go back and start yeah. to like, Oh, tying things together. And it's just, it's amazing show. I'm, I'm I don't so know impressed. that I will, but I could. Yeah. Cause you do pick up a lot. Um, yeah. Uh, there's a lot at the beginning. You're like, what is happening? I don't know what this is. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't know anything about Watchmen before I started it. I had no clue like yeah. what the characters were what the story was. So I was just up for anything and it was, it paid off. I watched the first three, ep- uh, three of the first oh. part of the season and I loved it. Like yeah. I thought it was amazing. And then, you know, then I read that they weren't bringing it back mm. and it wasn't because it got canceled. They wanted to continue, but the creator said, well, I think we're done here. I think it, you know, they told the story. Trust yeah. me, watch it. It's worth the watch. It could have, kept the story going and been, you know, more than one season or wrapped it up a little more. They did. But There's one tiny thing to me that doesn't get wrapped up as far as I can tell that I remember. Yeah. And most of the story well, whatever. Like, does get wrapped up. Regina King deserves more. Regina <laughs> King deserves not to do a season two. That's half hearted by the producers. Cause they're not into it. Well, I'm mad oh. at the creator who also just felt like he didn't want to do it. So, God, you haven't even seen in. the whole thing yet. <laughs> you know, and to play devil's advocate here, he may have been exhausted after this. Like, I, I, I don't There's know how long. Into it. I don't know how long it took to shoot and then to post. Uh, it just seems like this probably took a really long time. It may have taken like a lot of his mental and physical energy just to to do this show. And I think he wrote. Uh, I don't know. He, I think he wrote a lot of the episodes. They had a lot of recurring directors. I think the first three episodes were directed by Nicole Castle, which was cool to see, a female director. Mm, saw a lot of saw a lot of women editors as well. So um, the visual effects are insane. Like, I don't know how they... I, this is what I do for a living. I don't know how they did most of the effects. Like, I was like, I don't know how they did that. Don't know how they did that. <laughs> Not sure how they did that. Like, it's just... <laughs> it's really impressive. And I hope that there's a behind... Is there a behind the scenes thing? Wendy, have you seen anything like that? We just kind of zoomed through the episodes. I didn't look at all the extras. I'm yet. not aware of why. I didn't look either. So it makes me want to go back and look. Yeah. It's because I don't know. But they did some. Did, did either one of you ever watch Sleepy Hollow? Did you ever watch Sleepy Hollow? Kids? Yes. I enjoyed Do that. Do you recognize show. the man clone? Oh, was that's the, why I recognize I, him. He looks so different without the beard and the hair. And I just recognized the name one day. So I looked it up. I'm like, that's so I funny. can't believe that, guy's. Wait, was he Ichabod Crane? Yeah. Oh. And he's all oh. clean shaven, the clone guy. He looks yeah, completely weird. different. Didn't yeah, he does. He definitely looked familiar. Now I know why. Good now call. you know why. Yeah, amazing. Um, Great show, Regina King. I mean, so have the Emmy 
nominations been announced yet? Have they we not. passed this last season? No, but it'll be She's, up there. She has got to get nominated for this, right? Regina, Regina King? King should probably get nominated for about anything she does. By the she way, she was in season <laughs> two and part of season three of The Leftovers, just saying. I will be watching that. Honestly, she should just get awards every year. Even yeah. if she doesn't do anything. She, she should. Yeah. yeah. She's, She's just got amazing. that presence that just, whatever. <sighs> I love her. Can I say something about Emmy Awards real quick? Yes. So I've been watching Killing Eve. Tara's not caught up. The episode that aired, episode five, there will have been another one by the time people hear this, but episode five, it was a completely villanelle episode where she goes back to uh, see her family. And I will say this, that is that was a fine episode of television itself, and that just might get her the Emmy again, two years in a row. It will definitely get her in the nomination. But I, I've, always been a, I've always been an E fan, Sandra O. Oh. I like villanelle mm-hmm. fine. I mean, Jodie Comer's great. But this one, this was some good stuff. Hmm. Yeah. Jodie Comer won me over for this one. So. It's on my list. Five. Yeah. Yeah. Did you get through se- the other seasons, Kat? Mm-mm. I'm still in season one. Okay. Villanelle's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. I've heard good things. She's cool. And so she's, uh, what's her name's mom in Star Wars? Who was she? Ray's mom. <laughs> Ray's yeah. Right. So Randomly. Yes. It's like, Sure. <laughs> Let's <laughs> she had you know like she had a 10 seconds of screen time pretty much maybe they cut out a bunch of it who knows they could have we'll never know so here's my problem guys i haven't finished lost girl i lost that kind of the deadline was my motivation to get through it I, i'm on season five so i'm almost done i want to do killing eve i want to go back and do like the, like the left leftovers the uh, the 100 like there's so batwoman i'm way behind on that Oh, yeah, that's getting good, to, too. How do I focus? What do I do? How do I know where to focus well, my time? You need to set goals for yourself. <laughs> Write it down. Quarantine goals. Write down a plan. I like this. Weekly. Like, okay, mm-hmm. this week, I'm only going to watch this. Next week, on to something else. Or, <laughs> I like it. I like it. or but depending on how many episodes you have to watch. Right. Maybe Are you watching anything month. that's currently airing that holds you back? Besides, as we're going to talk about the Mandalorian documentary, but there's no. nothing like current. Oh, there's not really anything on, I guess, currently except clean right now. Anyway, no, that's kind of it. I watch. Mando is the only thing that I'm really yeah. appointment TV right now. So you have the time. I do, but it's hard to focus. I've, I always have. That's a thing. I, it's a problem for me. Is like I want to do all the things, so then I end up doing nothing because I can't decide. And I watch The Office. Because <laughs> it's like you don't have to think too hard to watch yes, that show. Exactly. Yeah. I don't like thinking, guys. Me either. But, but I mean, Watchmen was like, you had to pay attention to Watchmen. And that mm-hmm. kind of took it out of me. I need, a, I need a nap. We just finished it today. So I need a nap. Yeah. You let it process. Yeah. Let it process. <laughs> well, I, I was absent uh, the last week, but I don't know if you guys already talked about this. But a little show that I watched recently, the All Rise finale. Oh, <laughs> that was really awesome! And that that spectacularly post-production edited, Feeler, fearless, <laughs> fearless leader, Cat Crimmins, <sighs> works on the show. That's very kind, and Teddy danced at the end of it. It I was did. a one of a kind episode, and she appeared on the show. Yes, That's true. It was so a quarantine sorry. episode, the <laughs> the first and only you know 40 minute drama and right. on uh the major network television um 
to have an episode done all through the like zoom essentially zoom, zoom <laughs> yeah. type technology yeah. yeah zoom type yeah absolutely so it was awesome you guys pulled it off and it was pretty seamless so congratulations and yes at the end during the credit well it's it before the credits it was like a group dance scene that's right and and you and leah were in there with wh- who are you holding cooper, cooper. yeah cooper cooper the pooper yep <laughs> <laughs> I have a question, Kat. I watched this. Yeah, it was wonderful. It was, um, did anyone ever have scenes opposite each other via an actual Zoom? Or was it them all doing lines and you editing the boxes as if they were talking? They, it was like a normal set in that if the three of us are in a scene together, this is what we're doing. Okay. But so each, you know, each person had their own camera, right? So each, everyone was recorded uh, individually but our director, Mike Robin, could see everyone in the, in the room, right? So he could see all of us now. He would pop out. And then uh, in editing, that's when the editors would, would put everybody together. So you, they could choose different takes from everybody. Mm-hmm. But so that you guys, you know, we could all be acting together and mm-hmm. reacting and whatever. They were all together. They could see each other just like we're seeing each other right now. Hmm. Cool. And they had yeah. separate recordings of each person's stuff so they could edit here and there or because yes. sometimes you know they'd come up full they'd call mm-hmm. someone else like it was looked very intricate yeah it was it was it was a very it was a puzzle mm-hmm. and our we had three editors uh tackling it all of our editorial team was on this uh, episode which is never really it's not really done because it gets confusing and you have three different styles of editing and, and of assistant editing frankly of organizing and you know preparing stuff so it that caused uh, that led to part of the issues is that how do you how do we make this show seem seamless and make it look like it's three different you know three one one sort of vision right that was part of the problem um, but uh, the editorial man they pulled it off and uh, our director Mike Robin he sort of was the the visionary he you know he 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 uh, he piloted the ship and our uh, our writing team Greg Spottiswood our showrunner and Greg Nelson they wrote a great script and. Yeah, it was amazing. And boy, was it exhausting. <laughs> you guys saw me when no. I was probably at my most stressed. Um, yes. It was very difficult. I mean, it, from the from the last day of shooting until it aired, it was 12 days. Wow. That's, that's not normal. I'm not supposed to no. do that. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we pulled it off. It was a lot of fun. The whole dancing at the end was most, mostly crew um, participating. That was That was a great way to end the season. We felt very... It was nice to be included uh, in that. And uh, then we got picked up for season two. So Yay! We it again. So we don't know what that I didn't means, know though. that. I didn't know it was official. Yeah, we got picked up. Ooh, we congrats. found out a couple of days after uh, the finale aired. And nice. Now we don't know when we're coming back. Yeah, someday. Someday. <laughs> like most of Hollywood. We're all yeah, kind of all- exactly. At least you know there is a someday. Yes, it's so that's a huge relief to know that we have jobs out there waiting somewhere. So, <laughs> we'll see. Till then, you've got plenty of TV to watch to yes. keep you entertained, right? As it, as it turns out. Well, good job. Fantastic. Thanks, guys. Appreciate that. Yeah. Also, watching the Mandalorian documentary, like the behind the scenes kind mm-hmm. of deal that they got going on. I think we've all yes. watched that now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's been a really cool. Looking Loving that the directors and uh, their 
three guys and two female directors. So it's pretty good. Um, one of them is, yeah, very diverse. It, uh, there was one of the female directors. Uh, I don't, can't remember her name is also doing. Yes. Deb- she yep. Deborah Chow. Doing the, which new series? Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan. Whenever Obi-Wan. that comes out. Yeah. Someday. <laughs> One day. Yeah. She had some, she loves action. Apparently, according to the documentary, she loves action. So she should be good to go for Obi-Wan. I oh, for sure. Yep. That should be great. And yeah, it's a great documentary. It's, you know, they'll, they'll do like a table, round table discussion with the directors and the cast and the producers. Like it's really, um, it's really well done. I'm enjoying it. I could, I mean, I could, I love the behind the scenes stuff. Oh yeah. Baby Yoda, the baby Yoda things they show. Oh, pretty great. It's, it's just like a <laughs> moment every time he, he's on, but the sets are so cool. Like there's, yeah. there's very little green screened, but there are like screens behind them with the moving stars and mm, all that, yes. but it's there. It's physical. The actors can see it. So great. So much better and then they have like these matte the matte painting sets but it's there's real things that they've got the lighting and it looks even just on the behind the scenes it looks like they're there yeah <laughs> in the world you know so it's really cool and i'm sure the actors loved having that everything being so real including baby yoda pretty cool I, so each episode has a theme the first one was the directors i think mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Second one was legacy legacy. And the last one was the cast. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for the visual effect one. I think that's oh, interesting. That coming up? I mean, I'm, I'm guessing they oh, have to, okay. right? It's yeah. such a huge component, but like you said, Tara, like I was surprised to see that's a real star field and it looks like they're on location in the desert. They're in a soundstage somewhere in, you know, yes. like so it, cool. I thought that they went, they didn't go to the desert. I mean, at least not for a lot of the, they might have for some bigger shots like more right. thing, things but but the it looked like they were legitly in the desert and mm-hmm. i was shocked when i saw that i was like well what they weren't they didn't put a big ship in the middle of the desert how are they doing this and <laughs> the lighting it looked so good freaked yeah, me out it's so great yeah if you like the mandalorian gotta watch the documentary because it's and you <laughs> know what and cat my i think one of our favorite parts was dave filoni who is one of the executive producers, Dave Filoni goes on this long explanation about the prequels and Duel of the Fates and how Anakin's future was decided. Like once he lost Qui-Gon, that he lost that father figure who could hopefully mold him in going the right direction and, and how that one fight changed the course of his life potentially. And, it just made you, I know you and I talked about, you want to rewatch the prequels now? Cause <laughs> you realize, which I always thought the story of the prequels was good. It was just the execution. I didn't love same and but now again like i feel like i have i think i'll get more out of watching the prequels and tara last time i kind of talked about like i kind of have this stigma attached to the prequels and i'm like oh i've been i've been so anti prequels and i've been anti anakin i've been anti george lucas and i'm like you know what maybe maybe i'm wrong maybe i need to go back like honestly dave filoni listening to this guy talk about star wars is like listening to a professor talk about history you know it's like he's so engaging and he it's like, wow, this guy knows so much. And I could honestly listen to him talk about Star Wars. Yeah, he's a deep down hours. Star Wars nerd. And yeah, he made the the prequels seem awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and like, oh, I can't wait to see this movie. But then you forget, oh, yeah, no, I've seen it and I didn't care <laughs> for it. But it's, he makes it sound like a totally different movie. Totally. Well, I remember on, uh, on Twitter, 
after that episode, Katie Sackoff, who I guess worked with him. I think she had a part on who is going to be in season two and Amazing. had a part in uh, uh, Clone Wars. I feel like, like she voiced the animated character, but she retweeted him talking about things that basically saying I could listen to Dave Filoni talk Star Wars like all day. So yeah. apparently it's so something cool. that on set. It's a thing like he and he tells his story about getting the job. He was a complete Star Wars nerd. And he first he thought it was a joke that they <laughs> wanted to right. hire him. And then he went and met George thinking, well, I'll never get this job. But at least I'll have a cool story to tell when I'm standing in line for Revenge of the Sith because I've actually met George. And then next thing you know, he's got the job. So now he's he's sort of a. Carrying the torch for George in a lot of ways. Yeah, he sounds like he's sort of a, a stand-in George almost. Yeah, and you know a lot of the behind-the-scenes footage on set is there's George Lucas is hanging out like he's you know he's at Video Village and he's there he's like yeah. there talking. It's like that's great, you know. Like he's the fact that he is obviously still a part of the you know the, this universe that he created and they want him to come in and like George tell us what you think here what are we doing right what are we doing wrong and you know listening to Dave Filoni talk about the prequels and like obviously there's this huge arc right like and and it was all in George's head and he sets everything up in the original trilogy then he goes back in the prequel I really would love to know what he had planned for these the last three and now again I was like I've been I've been anti-George Lucas for a long time but now it's like well perspective what did he have planned? Like if, you know, having one, one vision driving this story for so long. And then it's like, well, we're going to throw away this, the big ending. We're going to go a different way. Like, I'd really like to know what he had planned though. You know, how can you be anti-George if it wasn't for George, we wouldn't have had any of it. And I do like how Dave Filoni said that the thing that George always takes home with him about is these, (laughs) what is that sassy thing? I'm um, raising my hand. Well, just the fact that he said, give the kids hope. Like he always wanted the story to end up having hope or being about hope. And so he always wanted it to be this very positive universe and positive experience for people. So yes, Kat, I'll call on you. Yes. Uh, to answer your question, McClunky. Okay. I know I'm not saying he's perfect. I'm not saying George has the greatest ideas all the time, but without him, <laughs> we would have none of this. You know, you know what would be fun? I think we should do some sort of like a debate club. Tara, mm. you can be the moderator. Okay. And when I... <laughs> Wendy and I will debate whether or not, you know, pro and pro and con George. I said, I'm coming around. I'm coming around. I'm just, I'm opening my mind. To that the sounds idea. a great idea. Cause I know I'll win. Because, <laughs> like I said, no George, no Star Wars, by the way, happy 40th anniversary Empire Strikes Back. Oh, Best movie ever made. Great movie. How many episodes of this documentary are we getting? Do we know? Like eight? I feel like it was eight. Cool. It's been great. I feel like Mandalorian has been one of the um, bright spots in this crazy world. That we live in. Baby, baby Yoda better get his own episode <laughs> and not be just thrown in. I want to know all about the con- like the conceptual art for Baby Yoda, where this idea came from, who said we're going to put this ridiculously cute thing in and everybody's going to love it. Because like that's a risk to put. It like, is a risk, kind of like a ch- cheesy-ish uh, little baby thing that acts like a baby and does ridiculous things (laughs) on paper it sounds it sounds stupid it sounds like it could have very easily not worked i want to see how kathleen kennedy was like yeah yeah that sounds great let's go with that like how did they pitch it to them for it to get approved and then then they show them the artwork for baby yoda and it's like so cute and he looks like an anime character. 
<laughs> and you know, how did it come to be? And then the building of him, his mannerisms. I mean, I know he could be thrown in with visual effects or whatever puppet, maybe the creature, maybe he'll be in like a puppets episode or something. I don't know. You love Hopefully. the puppets. Oh, I hate puppets, but I do love baby Yoda. See, he's a good puppet. He's not creepy. I love watching him. <laughs> he they did it right. Yeah. I hope I hope you're right. I hope you're right. I hope he gets his own episode. He deserves it. And I want to see behind the scenes footage of Baby Yoda. You got to see some in the I think in the last episode, the cast episode yeah. of him interacting, you know, these little things where some of the cast will just go up to him and like between takes just interact with him. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> so yeah, I want to see more of that. Anything else? Anything else you guys are watching? We have to talk more all. about Grey's Anatomy. Oh, please <laughs> do. Please do. That sounds fun. To someone out there, it would be appreciated. I'm sure. It's a great show. You know, I'm sure. You it's have even a spinoff been- podcast you can do just a, an all Grey's spinoff. The Grey's Rewatch with Tara Chadwick. <laughs> yeah, that would be fun. All right. So, Tara, you weren't here. I was not. We I had was to... an absentee host. That's right. And we sadly had to carry on without you. So we talked to uh, one of the co-creators of the Xena Warrior musical, The Lost Scroll. Her name is S.C. Lucier, and she wrote the lyrics, and Megan Rose wrote the music. And we also had Penny Cavanaugh on because she was the one that kind of brought them into the fold through the Xena retreat. And uh, we talked to, to Luce. And uh, she was great. And uh, here's that interview. Okay, we have two very special guests today. Not only is uh, one of them a very good friend of this podcast, but one of them is hopefully a new friend of this podcast. Her name is S.C. Lucier. We're going to call her Luce. She has written and created the Xena Warrior musical, The Lost Scroll. The full album releases on July 22nd. But there are songs available. We're going to ask her all about it. Please welcome Luce and Penny Kavanaugh. Hi, welcome. (laughs) Thank you. So let me just first start out by saying I've been listening to these songs on repeat. They are so goddamn good. (laughs) Luce, these songs are so freaking good. I didn't know what to expect, uh, but Penny's been talking about this project for a really long time. So she really hyped it up and it absolutely lived up to what, how penny was describing it it is so freaking good so congratulations i can't wait to hear the rest uh of this musical oh thank you so much that means actually so 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 much to me this is a co-created project so i did write this with my very good friend and collaborator megan rose she wrote the music i wrote the lyrics and the book and we worked on the show together as it was developing so um i just wanted to make sure that we put that out there. It's definitely a labor of love for both of us. So Luz, tell us how long have you been a fan of Xena and how did you first come upon the show? So I've been a fan of the show uh, for a long time. I can remember the first episode that I saw when I was probably about five, I think it was on TV. Um, And I definitely remember it was married with fish sticks. I figured that later, oh, obviously, wow. when I started watching it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you stuck with it. I know. <laughs> so strange, isn't it? Yeah, but I, I stuck with it when I was uh, in about middle school, I think, was about the time that it was on oxygen in the morning. So I would watch it before I left for school every day. And eventually, uh, my parents caved in and, and bought me a DVD set of the series. And then I watched it in chronological order uh, about twice a day uh, for the rest of high school and 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 onward 
Um, so yeah, that's my history with the show. Very, very into it. What do you think, what was it about the show that, that captured your attention? I think it just had everything. I mean, it was a show that really had it all for me. I, I love the characters. I love the camp. I felt like there was um, a depth to it, an emotional depth and an intellectual depth that really spoke to me at that time. And I, I actually think I've tried to almost like model my my character after Xena. I found her to be a really inspirational role model at a time that I really needed one. And I definitely had kind of like a, I had a WWXD bracelet that I would wear to <laughs> school. I was just totally that person. I, um, I leaned on the show a lot, I feel like. So yeah, it just, it had everything to me. It was really, had an episode for every mood you could possibly be in. It had so many different styles of episodes and it was good for everything. Had you heard of it before you stumbled across it? Had you heard of this thing, this Xena, or knew anything about like what it was about or heard of the conventions or did you just like randomly discover it someday, one day? Uh, I think I, I'm not really sure how I got back into watching it at that age, probably about 12 or 13. Um, I do know that I, I never really went to a convention. I never had friends that were part of the fandom. That is, that's what has been so exciting and interesting to me, uh, meeting Penny and kind of getting to know other people who are fans. I, I just never experienced that by the time I was old enough to maybe go to a convention on my own. They weren't really happening anymore. Um, I think I remember the last one was happening in like New Zealand or something. It must've been when I was in high school and I was like, well, but I'm, I can't make it to that <laughs> one. And, um, so yeah, I'm not really sure how I get into it, but other than that, it was just reading a lot of fan fiction on online and <laughs> kind of, you yeah. know, doing the best I could to be involved in a very periphery way with the fandom. So then how, how did this musical come to be? Take us through that process. How did you, where did the inspiration come from? You know, what, what kind of started this journey for you? Actually, this is something that I've been wanting to do for a long time. Uh, I have an undergraduate degree in theater directing. I've been working in theater for the last decade here in New York. Um, I actually met Meg working on a show. I was directing something that she had co-wrote with someone else it was at the fringe. It, it later returned to the Nymph Festival. Um, and I, we kept working on it and we just kind of had this hole in our schedule. And Meg turned to me and was like, what are we going to do? What should we do now? You know, we, we have nothing, we don't have any projects coming up. And I, I kind of said, well, I have this really crazy idea that I've kind of wanted to do since I was a teenager. Um, you know, and it, it would be like, like a Xena musical. Like I kind of didn't know how she'd feel about it. And we had never written anything together before. So um, I could tell she was a little bit like, all right, well, why don't you send me some lyrics? And, <laughs> you know, cause she's, she's obviously very, very good. She's an incredibly accomplished musician, as you can probably tell from the tracks that you heard. And I was like, okay, okay. And the first thing I sent her was one of Gabrielle's solos was just the first thing that I, I felt like kind of putting to paper. And she was like, okay, all right, well, I'll get you a track for this. And then we just started working like that and kind of uh, developing. And it's been over a year and a half, started with just some character songs. I felt like that was probably the easiest way to begin forming this thing, just starting with the truth of the characters. Um, so we did that for a few songs. And then once we kind of started to hear the the tone of the show, we zoomed out and started working on the overall arc of what the piece was going to be like. So a lot of a lot of work, a lot of rewrites and revisions, some scrap songs, some fresh songs, uh, many different 
iterations of the plot. And yeah, we're now we're here. We're finished uh, in this stage so far right now. Was she a fan or had she seen the show? Or I assume she has by now. Yeah, she was. She had definitely remembers watching it. I mean, I don't mean to speak for her memory, but, you know, she definitely remembers watching it with her mother, like as a kid um, and always liked the show. I, I think I definitely, you know, reintroduced her to it with a love for it that I, that I have. But at the same time, it was actually very, very helpful to have someone that wasn't so engrossed in the nitty gritty of what would be possible to build inside this universe that wasn't going to break everything. And that was still going to allow for like a new story to be told. If I didn't have that, that view that was just like a little bit outside of the fandom, then we probably would have ended up with a show that wasn't very balanced or that wouldn't appeal to people who come to see it hopefully someday who aren't Z-Nights yet. (laughs) And um, so that was actually incredibly important and it was a very valuable part of our partnership, I think, in writing it. So where in the Xena timeline does this uh, musical take place? I mean, what even is the Xena timeline, really? <laughs> it could literally be any time, I guess. She she covered most, uh, quite a few timelines, I guess. Yes, so, exactly. So this doesn't like plop, oh, this is between season three and four. This is sort of like just kind of is. It just is. I think that if you saw the show, you would have a much clearer answer okay. about some of the specifics. I'm not really going to give away much um, (laughs) about it, but I I will say that what, you know, the what even is a Xena timeline is actually super helpful and exciting and a fun way in which to write a show like this, especially when you're trying to really pay tribute to something as a whole. And you're taking, you know, you're writing a story that's very specific and you don't get the advantage of a TV show where you have all these very different brushstrokes that make up the painting of what the world is. And you don't really get that opportunity, especially if you're trying to write something that is kind of more of a traditional rock musical because you have such a short amount of time to develop characters and storyline and kind of like what's going on and why do we care. So if you want to get the best of the characters and you want to capture the best of the world and the best of the stories in the world, then you might have to bend some things a little bit, but hopefully uh, we didn't break anything at all. Many, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe Penny can can reassure you that we we did it. Nothing but. was broken. Everything was heightened, <laughs> built upon perfection. Right. There you go. I didn't pay her to say that. I <laughs> well, I know the, from the friends I have that have heard the the songs, they've just raved about it. I mean, I've heard nothing but amazingly Wendy, have you good. Heard things. The songs. I've heard the ones, so let me, did y'all, y'all, how many did you play during the retreat? Did you play all of them? Three, just three. Okay. Just two. Two, I lied to you. And the ones that have been like, there's been like, what, five, four or five released so far? Because I've listened to all the ones that have been released. Yes, we are on five. Okay. Five, five so far have been released. Yes. Okay. Well, all the people I knew, because I've listened to them all too, but I started hearing feedback about them before I listened to them, and it was all just so positive. So then, so Penny, how did how did you get involved with this project? Where do you fit in? Um, where do I fit in? I don't know. Um, <laughs> so I was. It's a it's a very complicated story that involves worlds crossing because of roller derby. Um, yeah, awesome. Luce, Luce also happens to play for one of the greatest teams of all time in the world of roller derby, Gotham Girls roller derby. Um, and I was quite the fangirl 
And a friend of mine played on the team. So she introduced us because we're both Xena fans. Um, she thought maybe we'd want to get to know each other. And we did. And I guess Luce maybe found out about the Xenite retreat from my post sharings, postings. Yes. Um, and reached and reached out and said, hey, I think maybe you would be interested in um, listening to some songs that we've written. And I said, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's really where it started. And so the plan was that you guys were going to do a version of the sh- of the musical at this year's retreat. Is that right? Oh, we got so lucky. Lisa and Meg graciously said yes to a special version of this musical just for a Zenite retreat. Right. So Liz? then you were able to still do that for the virtual retreat. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, we had to adapt and we kind of just decided that, you know, if we couldn't have the musical, uh, we would we would still want to put the songs out and kind of spread the word of this incredible project and story. Yeah. That's when I guess Luce and Meg decided that they were going to keep putting it out there. um, releasing a song every week. Yeah. That's about, that's about what we're doing. I think we just felt like we're in such a crazy time and there are so many levels and layers of anxiety and stress and hurt that is happening in the world right now that we just felt like, um, this was the best time to put it out there and why, why keep it for another year for what, for what purpose may, you know, hopefully people enjoy listening to it now. Totally as well. Like people have messaged me and said that they're like living for these releases. So <laughs> well, I also realized, and I've said this to Penny, I think twice now is I've realized that I maybe have created a, a weekly episode uh, community viewing that I missed out on when I was a kid, potentially. <laughs> <laughs> like, like when this when the TV show must have aired. So I've kind of created that now for the musical. And it's fun. And we're doing this really special thing with the Zenite retreat as well, like the virtual retreat where we're doing like a live listen. So uh, Meg and Luce will join us and we'll play the song live and we can all listen to it as a group, which is not something that I think that would have happened if uh, retreat had happened as it had. So this is kind of special and, and sort of like, you know, well, this is one great thing that's come out of it is we all get to come together every week and listen to this song. And um, and we do fun things as well. Like last week we dressed up as Amazons because <laughs> they released Stronger Together and that was fun. <laughs> I mean, we looked out too because when I first started talking to Penny, I was looking for, for feedback in, in the way that I was thinking, you know, this thing means so much to so many different people and it's so intimate and important to so many different people that I know that the way that I interpret this world, like just me is probably not vetted quite enough to be then produced as something that is bigger than that. So it was really helpful. Like we lucked out that we ended up, Penny ended up asking us to, to come to a retreat, but. Um, asking I, is the nicest word. I think we <laughs> beg. <laughs> <laughs> But at first it just started, you know, with asking, asking opinions, asking um, Penny and some close, close C-Night friends opinions about kind of what they thought about the show and the characters in the arc and even the tiniest words in the dialogue, because, you know, it's going to hit everybody a little bit differently and they might be saying, well, she wouldn't say that or he wouldn't say that. Um, so that was incredibly valuable and important, an important part of our process, I feel like. Well, from one of the songs that you've released so far, it sounds like you guys have nailed the tone of the show. And, you know, there's definitely some humor and there's some a lot of heart and emotion. And, man, I just I can't wait to hear the rest of these songs. I'm so excited. I'm sure you're saving some of the best for last. But so far, 
I'm just, I'm so impressed with what I'm hearing so far. I mean, thank you. I don't even know what to say. Thank you so much. <laughs> you guys, it's so perfect. I, I, if I can just jump in and say as a <laughs> fan of the show um, and not knowing anything really about Luz other than that she was a Xena fan and not knowing Meg at all um, and being sent these songs and this script, when they sent me the songs, I <laughs> I started listening and I was like, it's cool, it's cool, okay, I I can get behind this. And then the more you listen, the more you, like, realise is written into the songs and the depth of knowledge of the characters and the show. And I've said this before and I don't mean any disrespect to the writers that worked on Xena, but, like, (laughs) these guys know Xena as well as Tappet knows Xena. And those are big words and I understand that and that's I'm, like, so ready to put that out there (laughs) because that's how epic this is. And so it got to a point where I was literally listening to the album every day on my drive to work and I'm so excited for everyone to be able to hear the entire album. Because it's so special. It's a it's a gift to this universe. It does feel like a gift because there's not there's not, you know, there aren't the comics are currently going on. There's always fan fiction, but you know, it doesn't seem like we're getting a reboot anytime soon. We don't need um, no reboot, Kat. <laughs> we have a musical now. Okay. That's what I I agree. I, I you know, that's so then so what happens now, Luce? How do we get this into a sold out theater for like a two year run? How, what do we gotta do? <laughs> Uh, oh wow I'm I'm not sure I honestly I love that question and I love the ambition of that question right now I think I'm just trying to uh, get us to 2021 the retreat I'm excited about that it's gonna I mean every show that you work on it goes through many iterations of revisions and workshopping Um, so the fact that we get to do a full stage concert with dialogue, Meg's going to get a full band like she wants. It's going to be really awesome to see it on its feet in that way, even though we won't get the fight scenes and the stunt breaks. So I'm not sure. I mean, at this point, it really is. Penny has a question. Penny has something to say. (laughs) I was just volunteering to be stunt person. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Noted. I will keep that in mind when we work, when we think about it. But yeah, other than that, I, at this point, it truly, it really is a gift from me to, to the Xenoverse. That sounds so, you know, trite, but it, it truly is. So that's why when we're releasing these digital things, you know, it's totally a free thing. You can go and listen to the tracks, be a part of it with other people. Um, it's, it's just for me to kind of give back, I guess, to, to the show. And I would love it to be in a, in a theater with a full run with, rigging and everything else horses i don't know (laughs) (laughs) so i hopefully someday i mean you know i'm curious like because uh my friend and i did sort of a xena musical but we ripped off wicked to do it and it was just Mm -hmm. like a fan film so it was we had the the benefit of having really good songs that were already written and we just had to change the lyrics to fit xena which was easier said than i mean actually it was pretty easy for some of them but I mean, you're coming up with everything from scratch, the lyrics, the music. So that's an extra step. But I know there were scenes when we were making ours that, that like, I could always see this scene to this song. I was like, I don't know what else is going to be in this, but I know that's going to be in this. Like, do you have moments like in your head for the actual, whenever it's physically done with actors and a stage play and like stunts and everything? Like, it's like, I I don't know what all of it's going to be, but I know this is going to be in there. Do you have those moments that you just can't wait to see when it finally happens? Yeah, I mean, as kind of like just what I said that we wrote stunt breaks into 
a few of the songs. So instead of dance breaks, there are fully um, stunt breaks, fight scores. There's a couple of battle scores that happen. I'm excited to see that part. That was always an element of the show that I felt was very important for me, my enjoyment and watching the show. Um, I also would say just some kind of classic, like there's a, there's a tavern scene, just some classic environments that you, you know, will recognize, I guess. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Any, anything else, Penny, you have so many faces. (laughs) I don't know. I I mean, you know, know. as a fan of the show, I feel like, okay, there's going to be a, at least a couple campfire scenes. <laughs> Hoping for a bathtub scene. Just <laughs> <laughs> like in a uh, place of things. We're so wet. <laughs> yeah, just that one line. I'll rip that off. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, yeah. obviously you, you want to keep a lot of this spoiler free because it's, you know, part of the fun is actually seeing it in person and the whole thing. But, you know, I feel like there's some stuff, classic moments that I'm hoping are recreated in your show. So. I'm not going to ask you to confirm or deny, but just know that I know <laughs> that. Just putting it out there. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I also, now I also have time that I can work on maybe getting those in for you. If you really want to <laughs> or you're taking requests. Okay. So I if will. you have any requests, you can email those to She Nerds Out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Please don't. I'll be revising over and over again for the next year. I feel like we're, there must be I so much like that we're not. So much. I, well, I feel like there's a lot we could ask, but that we probably could not get an answer for. Because like you said, well, like what happens and who's in it? Like, <laughs> there's things that you don't want to tell us that people want to know. But if we were asking, we'd just be getting, you know, and I don't want to know because I want to wait. Right. I want to be surprised. Exactly. And I, I have a feeling like as more songs come out, you might learn a little bit more about maybe what's happening or or who's in it. So it's kind of like, you know, the suspense is fun to show up every week and see what the next song is and, you know, maybe get an idea of what character is going to be in it or what's going to be happening. So, yeah, there's tons of questions, but, you know, probably stuff we don't need to know yet. Exactly. I'm all for keeping spoilers down. You know? <laughs> I mean, I can say that, you know, that is the fun challenge of something like this. You are trying so hard to do two opposing things at the same time. You want to pay homage to the show and the world that you love, but you, at the same time, maybe want to introduce something new, right? I mean, we have these characters that are so important, but we're in a new generation because it's been 25 years. And um, so it's it's, it's just a very interesting, like, line to toe there. Um, And I think that's what you can expect is hopefully something that encompasses everything that you loved about the show or, or would make you nostalgic about the show, but also um, something new, something that will kind of expand the story, bring it forward, bring it into the future. And yeah. Wait, <laughs> now I have more questions that can't be answered. Cause now that's <laughs> like, now I'm more intrigued by bringing Xena from, t- cause you're right. 25 years ago. It's crazy, but yeah. I'm bringing it into now, but yet keeping parts of, yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I'm excited to see it. That's all I know. I don't want anything else spoiled. <laughs> <laughs> it's fresh okay. content, right? We're all sitting here yeah, demanding a movie. Exactly. We're all sitting here like thirsty for the comic books. And then all of a sudden this is sh- rocking up in our lives and we didn't even know that we needed it. So how? So make us excited for the 2021 retreat. How? And you kind of mentioned there's going to be a full band. There's going to be singer. Like, so get, get, us, get us excited about what we're going to see at the retreat next year. 
you are going to see, um, yes, a full band, a few pieces, maybe Penny will let, it, let us have a, even a few more pieces to the band. I'm sure Meg would really appreciate that. She's saying <laughs> yes. Everyone me. sees it. She's saying yes. <laughs> um, so we're going to have that. You'll have, we'll have characters. We'll have full dialogue. Uh, so you'll get the, the story for the first time. And I, I will say that you know, we're releasing the the digital tracks in plot order. I think you'll probably figure out some things about what is happening, the basics, of course, but you won't figure everything out just by the songs. So I'm telling you that, that that will be some reveals in the dialogue. And we're super excited to have actors. I mean, it's, it's kind of crazy before everything really hit with COVID and we were, can't you know, postponing retreat. We were in nearly the final stages of casting which is such wow. a crazy thought to think about. You know, we had like first and second choices for each character. We're, we'll be bringing kind of a, a little bit of a smaller, you know, not we're not bringing ensemble actors, but we still have, you know, all of our main characters. So it, it was going to be really exciting. And that part was so, that was just crazy to me. I don't know. Can you imagine kind of looking at, at someone and saying like, you're the person that's going to play this is really, really cool. So hopefully they're still around next, next year, but I know we'll get, we'll get great actors to sing and say the dialogue and the live band will definitely be, for me, it will be one of the, one of the best parts. That's so exciting. So loose. How can people find out more about the musical? If you'd like to know more about the musical, please go to xenerwarmusical.com and you can find uh, links there to, what we're working on um, and sign up for our mailing list. Luce, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I hope we can have you back. Whatever we can do to help you in the future, please let us know. And um, we're so excited that you could talk to us today. Thank you so much for having me. It was such a blast. Wendy, that was so much fun talking to them. I know. I know. I really, I feel like I had a vague idea of what the musical, the whole situation with it, but now especially after talking to her, like I'm, I'm all ready to go. I've listened to the songs that they release and I'm, I'm ready to see this thing. I just, I feel bad for them that their big premiere had to be put off by a year. Like most things that were supposed mm-hmm. to happen this spring. Yeah. So I'm excited to, to hear the, the more of the songs as they, uh, they come out. I know that they just released one the other day. That was like a Xena song, like the Xena mm-hmm. sings. And exactly. um, yeah, it's, and everybody, you know, everybody's loving it. So I can't wait to see the more that, that comes out and, eventually you know the actual physical musical it's gonna exactly. be great and uh as we get closer to the 2021 zenite retreat which will, they'll be doing sort of a version of the show we'll have them her uh we'll have loose and megan on and probably penny again and uh but yeah what a what a great project what a cool kind of surprise out of kind of out of nowhere you know it's like oh by the way there's this you know musical so so great the show's been you know off the air for so long but obviously the show is still important uh, to so many people there was a Xena musical in between. <laughs> That's, you know what? Let me let me roll that back. I am so sorry. <laughs> wow. There have been some great... <laughs> I'll be editing all that out. <laughs> no, no. No. Let's keep it real. There's been a great Xena musical produced by my co-hosts, Tara and Wendy. Well, we now should... you've gone too much in the opposite well, direction. Why do we... <laughs> too much? <laughs> too much. Too much. We should, I mean, we should actually, I mean, we should really talk about that. We should have an all episode about that. <laughs> we have I'm, stories. I know. We have yeah. stories. Like oh, how I should. almost lost my finger. Yeah. So we've got <laughs> a lot of good stories. About I went to the we ER in my park. Yeah. yeah. And why I went to the ER in my Xena costume. With an Amazon in tow. With the finger falling <laughs> the off. The one that actually did it. 
And who I was a nurse got too. a tourniquet put on by an Amazon. <laughs> oh god, a paper bag tourniquet. <laughs> oh yeah, we got stories to tell about that thing. It so we should fun. have like a rewatch. How, so how can people yeah. watch it? Is there a way to, for people to access it who haven't seen it? Yet? They can buy a copy, but we should upload it now. We that's a thing. It. We should that would just it. you can get it on Amazon or something. We should find a way to. Yeah, we can you know, do that. Does anybody get DVDs anymore besides no. myself? Besides me, especially not know. now because you not going to go to it and mail them right now. That's true. Yeah, that's we'll true. try to figure out a way because I know people. A lot of people have seen it more than I would have ever imagined. But yeah, it's 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 fun to fun to tell the stories on. I can tell you that it was a good time. But anyway, now back to the more <laughs> recent. Now ours was ten years ago, so wow, theirs is I much think, more recent. Actually, like thirteen or twelve. Uh, still almost ten. Oh, it came out in two thousand nine. Oh, then okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean, you guys know this is a, it's not an easy thing to do. Take no. on such a beloved. Um, and then piece of material live, like a live show. And mm. wow. Yeah. That's awesome. I can't wait to see it. And yeah. that does mm. suck. So, you know, that they have to put it off by so long because you're so pumped and you're ready to perform it and you've done all this rehearsing and, ah, you know, you're pumped. And then a freaking year is like, mm. what are you going to do with yourself in that year? And then you got to get all these emotions up again. And yeah, oh. I got to start over basically. Yeah. It's a total drag. I wish them the best because they're on a good track. They're on a good, mm-hmm. you know, hope everything works out for it to actually come about and we get to see it, attend it, have sure. sing-alongs, <laughs> whatever the future holds. I hope it I hope it's, all works out. Next year's retreat is going to be lit. <laughs> <laughs> Next year's everything's going to be lit. They yeah, better, pretty like, much. Let's get this thing back on track, man. We'll have Dude, a deep appreciation do. for everything we're able to do next year. So true. Like being in the same room with you guys. Just, yeah. I mean, as a, as an example, yes, that would be so great. On that uplifting note of being <laughs> apart, if you'd like to tweet us about any of the things we've talked about, you can find us at at SNO podcast, or as we like to refer to it, at Snopodcast. <laughs> and on the gram and the Facebook at She Nerds Out Podcast. And you can send us an email at She Nerds Out at gmail.com. Cat, go watch some TV. Get started. I'm on it. Everybody, do your civic duty. Go watch TV. Stay <laughs> home and watch TV. Until next time, she nerds out. She nerds out. We're girls that like girls that like dirty things.